Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal. Click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. We are up to issue 60 for Spawn Daily. Jace, your host here, along with my buddy Blake Whitlow. He is the one responsible for the fantastic Spawn reading order that we are using. There's a link in the show notes. Go check it out. Now, we are going to keep doing what I said we were going to do all along. One issue of the regular Spawn series per episode. But if you go and check out Blake's reading order, you'll see there's a lot of other Spawn-related series and whatnot that fit in, and they, they highly impact the, the regular series, which we, I discovered before we even hit issue 50. So we're folding those in, but don't feel obligated, as always. Listen to what you want to listen to. God knows we put out enough content. If you just want to listen to the, issue, the episodes where we do you know, a single issue, perfectly fine, but... We are getting ready to ramp up. We're going to be covering the Cygor mini, which is six issues. We're going to cover all six issues in one episode now. We're not going to do the regular thing where I recap page by page uh, because it'll just take too long to do six issues in one. So it'll be you know a little faster paced, a little more broad, but uh, we do want to cover it because it is really important. And as I said, it impacts the story. We know that his buddy Mike... Uh, is actually Cygor, uh, or his brain anyway. So again, it just, it impacts. So that's why I've had a few people ask me, why are you doing more than just the regular Spawn uh, series? And we do still plan on finishing up before the end of the year. We'll see how that all plays out. So uh, anything to add to that, Blake? I know you've been working a little bit on the reading order lately, making it uh, even even better. Uh, no, nothing right now. Gotcha. Okay, well, let's go ahead and dive into issue 60, everybody. We left you on a bit of a cliffhanger with 59. Uh, Cyan had been kidnapped. And yeah, we'll see how that all uh, plays out. So let me go ahead and share my screen. You can see Spawn was here. Uh, Capullo cover, uh, McFarlane inks. And yeah, doesn't doesn't look too good for the clown. But I do want to point out that 
the hooks of uh, two of those meat hooks that he's hanging by, at least they're keeping him smiling. <laughs> so it can't, it can't be all bad. He's such uh, a happy character. <laughs> yeah. He, oh man, he like, I, I, you put it really well last time. Uh, I think it was last episode, maybe the episode before uh, where you said he's such a character of, or a creature of chaos. And, and he really is. There's never, you can never predict what he's going to do, why he's going to do it. Even he himself, I think, w- doesn't know what he's going to do from one moment to the next. So it's, it's a, a great way to do his own whimsy. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, a great way to put it, a, a creature of chaos. So uh, as you can see from the credits inside the front cover there, Todd McFarlane on story, Capullo on pencils, but Child's Art by uh, Cyan McFarlane, which I thought was interesting. Uh, inks by McFarlane and Chance Wolf. No Danny Mickey on this uh, issue. Tom Orzakowski doing the copy editing and lettering. And then Brian Haberlin and Dan Kemp on colors. There's a, uh, a recap there for 59, basically Spawn asking Terry, hey, when are we going to do something with this crazy guy Forsberg so we can make a move on win? And uh, Wanda being distraught once Cyan is kidnapped, thinking it was Spawn that took him because the Violator had appeared to be Spawn. He was uh, shapeshifted into Spawn's form. When he kidnapped her, Wanda got a glimpse Obviously, uh, the clown, violator, whatever you want to call him, is trying to drive a wedge between uh, Spawn and his allies here. So as the issue opens up, we see Terry is is trying to comfort Wanda there. She's distraught over her daughter missing. And Terry himself believes that Al's the one that that took him. You know, he says, damn you, Al. You know, they just don't understand why he would do that other than, you know, some kind of mad jealousy the fact that that al simmons wasn't able to give wanda the daughter that she wanted so uh, we also saw last issue once wanda kind of sounded the alarm that a bunch of police then descended into uh, rat city and they're there looking for spawn and we see him there with his weapons and he's about to take out one of the police officers when cogliostro stops him he's like what are you doing and you know we saw spawn say last issue that he considered these police coming down to Rat City uh, and rousting all the homeless and looking for them to, to be an act of war. So Spawn's ready to go to war. And Cogliaus was like, you're just going to kill a cop in cold blood? Like, think. And Spawn's like, I, yeah, I don't have to think when it comes to war. Cogliaus was like, why is, it, why is this a war? This is exactly what hell wants Spawn to be doing, right? Acting on instinct, lashing out. I mean, just to kill some innocent cop. I mean, because he happens to be there, like that's not. They're just doing their job. He, yeah. And and you know, Hell and Jason Wynn, these are master manipulators, and they've been manipulating Spawn this whole time. And other people get caught in the crossfire, and here he's about to kill a cop who's just doing their job. Maybe they work for Wynn, maybe they don't. We know that a lot of cops are on his payroll, but we don't know the background for all these guys and Spawn doesn't care. He's just like, I found a target. Yeah, his memory is so short, right, Blake? I mean, he, he complains all the time about people coming at him from all these different angles yeah. and he never can catch a break or whatever. And when Cogliostro says, you know, don't, don't do this if you take out a couple of police officers, Every cop in the city is going to be swarming in this alley, you know, tearing it apart, trying to find you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be bothering all the homeless guys. And, and those are the things that Spawn wants to avoid. Right. Like we saw him. We've seen him say multiple times he's going to leave the alley. He doesn't want to be around. He, he's tired of people getting caught in the crossfire. But then he turns around and when some, when he feels threatened and he's like ready to lash out, 
He's got a short memory. Like this is exactly the kind of thing that he shouldn't be doing. He even says, I'll take my chances. Well, yeah, maybe you can take your chances, Al, and you can survive all these cops coming down to attack you. But what about all the other collateral damage? Yeah. What about Terry, Cyan, Bootsy? Yeah. You know, like, like these are innocents that are surrounding Spawn and he doesn't care. Like he's so self-centered and so short-sighted. It's awesome when he's able to show some of that character development. And we've seen some of it recently where he can actually like think ahead a little bit and be like, okay, I'm going to initiate a plan and I'm going to try and follow through on that plan for a longer game. But right now where he's at, he can only think like his attention span is about as long as the issue. And then the new issue starts and he's got a whole new, you know, set of issues and and problems and stuff. And he's completely forgotten what happened last issue. And it seems like cog is the only guy that, that can remember things. It is like, just stop and think for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. One, one step forward, two steps back. I got cogs point here. Like you, you don't even know why they're here. Right. He's like, do he yells at spawn? Do you? He's like, no. Cox like, well, then don't you think you should find out at least find out why you're willing to murder somebody. So that does seem to get through to, to spawn. And he, he decides, you know, maybe he better try to gather some Intel. So he goes down into the alley, tries to get close. He tries to eavesdrop. Of course he gets spotted by a, a police officer and, you know, can't blame him for, for this. You know, he's got a gun stuck in the back of his head. So turns around, mashes the guy. Uh, and we're told it's going to be two weeks before the town officer returns to work. So He's definitely not making any friends. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Cyan is still the prisoner of uh, the clown. We see some sketches that she's being forced to do by him. And he's worried that she's complaining she's hungry. So he decides to make her some food in, in the way only the violator can, which means chewing up a bunch of bugs and then spit it into a glass, try to get her to drink it. He's such a uh, mother bird. <laughs> yeah, really, really quite. So nurturing quite disgusting uh we check in on jason Wynn, who's getting uh, an update on what's going on with uh, terry fitzgerald and wanda it's tough for them to get a lot of intel because there's so many police and fbi around and again remember last issue that jason Wynn found out that terry was the one basically behind all the troubles he's had recently with arms being destroyed delivery shipments being missed all the international flack that that's causing when and uh, as as it happens, as, as even you know, f- further damage from that, it's damaging the president's uh, foreign policy, the way the president looks. The president's already called and, and told Jason Wynn, hey, you need to figure this out. You're making me look bad, dude. So Wynn is obviously highly motivated to uh, to fix this mess. He wants to know if Jason Wynn has contact or uh, rather if Terry Fitzgerald has contacted anybody with this information. And if so, uh, he wants those those people terminated. Uh, Meanwhile, Terry's back at the house. He goes into the restroom and a spawn shows up. He lashes out. Remember, as far as Terry knows, uh, spawn took cyan. Right. That's all the, the only evidence they have. The only lead they have was what Wanda saw right before she fainted which was uh, Spawn. So Spawn says like to, to Terry, he's like, what's going on with Cyan? Why are people looking for her? And, and Terry's like, are you crazy? Just give her, give her back. Why did you take her? And he's like, well, I didn't take her. Why would I take her? Like what possible reason would I have? Um, 
when it's got to be hell that took her, you know, they've got plenty of shapeshifters. Your child's just, you know, a pawn, a, a toy, and I, I need some answers. Unfortunately, before they can formulate a plan, Wanda comes knocking on the door. Again, Terry hasn't told his wife the truth. Doesn't know she doesn't know that Al Simmons and Spawn are one and the same. Wanda knows that Spawn was in there. She even says, "Why, why are you hiding? I know you, I just heard you talking to somebody. What's going on?" You'd think that after being caught in a situation like this, like she knows she's been suspecting something's going on for a long time. And now she's like, she straight up knows that Terry and Spawn are in direct communications with each other and their daughter's missing. So this would be the perfect time for him to come clean and just be like, okay, this is what we've been doing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that's probably for the best. But at the same time, I also I can see the other side of it. Like she's already going through the trauma of losing her daughter or thinking yeah. that she's lost her daughter. Is this is the time you want to tell her her ex-husband that she still loves. Apparently he's back from the dead. So I, I can see I can kind of see both sides. Yeah. Uh, but we do see Spawn there in that bottom uh, right panel grabbing one of uh, Cyan's stuffed animals. So we'll see how that pays off here in a second. But first we check in with our our three favorite talking heads. And they're basically just reminding us about all the foreign policy issues that I was uh, just mentioning about how all these arms deals and aid that, that the U S has promised to these uh, other countries hasn't been coming through and it's reflecting badly on, uh, on the president. So next page, full, full page, beautiful collage here with some great um, like spawns face there almost looks like the moon. And then we have some great insets. Uh, obviously, there's the hooks where the clown is, is keeping Cyan prison. We see a reference to the crayon. We see Cyan herself. We see the drawings. We see the clown. Um, and we see Spawn there, and he's holding this uh, this stuffed animal. So he's trying to establish a link with Cyan to see if he can find out where she is. Now, she's got the pacifier that she wears around her neck tied with the shoelace that he wore in his face for, for a long time. So it's a part of him that she has with her. Now, Spawn has her stuffed animal, so he's got a part of her with him, something she held close. So he's he's thinking that this is going to be able to uh, establish a connection. He'll be able to find out where she is and go and rescue her. And we see that on, on the very next page as the clown is, is trying to get Cyan to drink this disgusting concoction. I mean, I wouldn't want to drink anything that was spit out of anyone else's mouth, but the fact that it's chewed up bugs only makes it that much worse. It's like something... Uh, out of like your worst fear factor, uh, if you guys remember that show, worst fear factor episode ever. Um, so Spawn shows up and uh, instructs his cape. It feels like he's more in tune with his costume, at least in this fight. It actually responds to his commands and grabs her out of harm's way. And uh, the clown's immediately aware. I'll try to protect her. You're a fool. She's mine. I didn't say you could have her yet. And Spawn's not having any of it, right? He uh, he sets her down out of the way, and he could just leave. We're told he could just leave. He gives her stuff down. He could just leave, but he wants some payback. And we see him there at his uh, 90th with the, a giant gun that even Cable would be proud of. And uh, the clown's just laughing. Uh, he's, he's taunting Spawn. He's looking for a reaction, and he gets it. Spawn lashes out. And he's got the clown there point blank. When he goes to pull the trigger on the gun, nothing happens. Just click, click, click. 
again, the the clown laughing at him, taunting him, saying, you, you just you still don't get it. Right. You're still not very sharp. Like I am from hell. You have powers. I have powers that are even greater than than you. Right. It's not an accident that Malabolgia chose me to keep an eye on you. Like I, I have powers that you couldn't even imagine. So uh, he attacks Spawn, but this isn't a Spawn that, that's really wanting to hold back. That seems like, oh, I want to be sure not to use up too much energy. And he really lashes out at uh, at the clown and uh, takes takes what uh, Cogliostro told him many issues ago very much to heart. Like, use your costume. Your costume uh, will obey your commands. It, it can be a very powerful tool. It can be an ally. And you're not using up your own energy. And so even as the clown tries to shapeshift to his violator form, the chains that have uh, Cogliosso wrapped up, breaking his wrist, you can see there in the middle panel, they actually force um, the violator to stay in his, uh, in his human form. And Spawn's kind of got the upper hand. He says, you know what? Your reign of terror is over. And when I'm done with you, I'm going to take out Wynn and then I'm going to take out Chapel. And that gets the, that gets uh, the violator laughing all over again. Like Chapel, you moron! He didn't kill you. Which we're like, wait, what? Because that's what the uh, the visions that Spawn had way back, way back, single digit issue uh, that it was it was Chapel. And then he even confronted Chapel, his former friend. And then he even watched Chapel kill himself. Chapel thinking, hey, if I die, I could be resurrected as well, just like Al Simmons was and be even more powerful because at that time, 90s, AIDS, I'm sure they thought it was a, per- I'm sure Rob Liefeld thought it was a provocative storyline to give Chapel AIDS. Uh, so he was dying anyway. So this is the first time we get a hint that maybe it wasn't uh, Chapel that killed Spawn. But the thing that I don't completely understand is why does he th- think why does spawn think he needs to go take out chapel didn't he see chapel blow his brains out like isn't isn't as far as al simmons is concerned isn't chapel dead right now uh i think this is one of those instances where mcfarland forgot it happens all the time in comics you have (laughs) crossovers in other uh comic series and you're not in charge of those comic series other writers are in charge and i think this is just one of those instances where where he totally forgot about chapel and there was a bit of a rights issue and we're going to see that in the next one as well there is some retconning happening concerning chapel where okay, that's fair i could see yeah. that i mean I, the other part i thought was and i went and looked this up i'm like well you know this is issue 60 of spawn for all I know, Rob Liefeld hadn't even put out issue eight or ten of Youngblood yet. <laughs> it takes him so long to put out those issues. Yeah. Um, um, but those uh, issues of Youngblood came out around uh, the same time that the crossover was happening, which was back in like the early 20s. I want to say yeah. like 23 yep, is right. the issue. It was the, the issue that introduced uh, Cursed. And yep. yeah, because that issue starts off with Bobby having been shot in the head by Chapel. Right. And the arc immediately preceding that was Chapel in the alley confronting Spawn in the Young Blood series. And then, as you said, he shot himself thinking that he could go to hell and get the same kind of powers as Spawn. 
and, and uh yeah i i honestly think that mcfarlane is just doing some damage control he's like okay that's using a character that i don't actually have the rights to so i'm going to kind of reinvent some of the story elements so i have more control over it and i can do things that i want with these characters that i've created yeah it's too bad because um you know as much as i think chapel's not that great of a character in terms of being fleshed out he's a little bit two-dimensional and mustache twirling it's an interesting dynamic to have him killed by you know a former colleague and the idea that chapel killed himself to try to get spawn like powers I, I think is interesting as well so yeah uh anyway the clown then lashes out at spawn saying uh, i'm gonna kill you and two sec- seconds later i'm gonna kill cyan again spawn's not He's not putting up with it at this point. He just uh, grabs the clown right out of midair and shoves some spikes in his face and then uh, suffocates him with his his cape and then does use some of his precious energy, we're told, um, not giving a damn that he's used it up and, and literally like disintegrates this body that um, that the violator has, you know, this clown uh, version of him. But I mean, you know as well as I that this is really doing nothing. It would be no different than uh, Al Simmons' necroplasmic body being disintegrated. He's going to go to hell, and Malbolgia can just as easily give him a new one. So uh, he does uh, leave the skull. Uh, you do see the skull laying there, uh, glowing though, and the, the wide eyes of uh, Cyan, who <laughs> has witnessed this. Um, Maybe it's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe Spawn should have, uh, I don't know, co- made her cover her eyes or or put her in the other room or something. Because yeah, very very traumatizing. But the issue does end with Spawn obviously returning Cyan back home, and as Wanda goes walking by the room, uh, Cyan calls out Mama, and we see the reunion of the family there. Um, and you you wonder how grateful they are for the fact that. You know, Spawn may have returned her, returned her, but again, to Blake's point earlier, Terry didn't bother to tell Wanda that, hey, yes, Spawn is Al, or I talked to Spawn, and guess what? It wasn't him that that took Cyan, uh, but somebody else. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's too much to explain. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we see that Spawn still gets to blame, and we'll see that again uh, next issue. So, uh, yeah, I I. I did appreciate probably my favorite thing about this issue. I, I did appreciate that Spawn protected Cyan as much as he would have had she been his own daughter. And I think he really does a lot, in a lot of ways see her as kind of a, a spiritual daughter, if nothing else. And the fact that he didn't hesitate uh, to lash out and use some of his energy, uh, although, and I know this is inconsistent as well. We don't get a, a countdown. We don't get the little, four-digit countdown of where his energy's at after he disintegrates um, after he disintegrates Violator. So. I'm actually working on a, uh, a section for the reading order that keeps track of all the issues and where his uh, spawn clock is. And after issue 50, it, uh, it becomes very sparse. And I'm wondering if McFarlane chose to do this um, just so he doesn't write himself into a corner. Like if Spawn uses so much power and he reduces the clock a certain amount, then, oh no, now I've limited 
what I can do with his powers in future uh, issues or or something like that. I don't know. Because if he doesn't include the clock, it keeps it very lofty and vague and he can play with it as much as he wants. Yeah, it's a good point because especially if he's doing something he's done before. Well, last time when he teleported, it used you know, this amount. And then this next time when he teleported and only used a third of that amount, why, you know, what was the difference? Well, I mean, you know how comic book fans can be about the Every once in a while it, it pops up, it becomes a plot point later on in the series, um, keeping track of it. And at that point he keeps it like consistently in the issues as long as it's a plot point. So this isn't the last we'll, we we've seen of the clock, but you know, it's a comic book, it's a fantasy, it's a sci-fi, it's a horror, you know, it, you just kind of suspend your disbelief and just kind of like roll with it for the sake of the story and for the sake of it being just cool. Yeah. The other thing about this issue, uh, it feels really fast paced. Um, it is. You know, it it's, is. it's, it's very just focused on this one particular aspect of the story. And I think the other thing that makes it feel really fast paced is, is visually, uh, it's very fast paced as well because there's not a lot to look at in the backgrounds. It's a very background light issue. So I don't know if it was a chance for uh, Capullo to, to sort of catch up, but you see quite a few pages. Like you can see the one where um, the violators chewing up the bugs. Um, the one where Spawn and Terry are talking in the bathroom, those pages, there's just not a lot to the backgrounds. Uh, it, it's just, you know, solid colors. Um, so, Again, I'm, I'm, I don't point this out to say Capullo is being lazy or, or the art's not up to par by any means, because uh, you need an issue like this <laughs> based on some of the other issues we get where the backgrounds are, are super detailed and all the figure work in the foreground is super detailed as well. So you can kind of understand why uh, he may have decided here or there to go background light. I mean, just the focus on those detailed foreground characters and the action there. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, well, that's all I have for this uh, issue. Anything else you have to add, Blake? Uh, no, not really. It was a great arc. I love seeing Violator come to his end. Um, <laughs> he uh, it's, it's not the last we've seen of him, <laughs> as you yeah. mentioned before. But this this feels like okay. He's been put in his place a little bit, and he's out of the picture for a while. Yeah, he definitely gets his comeuppance, which is is always good to see. The, yeah, the only thing that tempers that tempers my joy of seeing him get fried by spawn is knowing that we haven't seen the last of them. Yeah. Um, and, and I imagine even if I was reading it off the rack at the time, I would have known. Well, yeah, he's gone for a while. That can't be it. But yeah. You know, he's going to come back. It's like the Joker, you know, as annoying as he is, you know, he'll never go away. He's too, he's too valuable. So yeah. uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Uh, we appreciate the support and for you all joining us as always, don't forget you can find Blake's reading order in the show notes. Uh, we appreciate the support and we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. 
All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.